Welcome, everybody, to what is the final planned episode of the Rebel Love Review. I am your host. I have been. I will be forever. Your host, Anya. Welcome to, I say the final episode, not technically the final episode. Um, it's just the last one I have planned out. Um, sorry, I was, I, I was trying to think of like an epic way to open this, um, which is why I'm, I'm having all these stops in between my words, but I can't think of anything. So we're just stuck with whatever the hell that just was. Um, anyway, yeah. This is the last episode that I have planned, um, and this will be the last episode until Red Velvet drops more music, which, if you've been following any of the Twitter accounts that post pictures of Red Velvet or any of their Instagram accounts and stuff, you've seen that not only has Sogi gone back to dark hair and gotten rid of her bangs, but Yeri now has, like, a milky pink hair color. And so, I mean, we all know what that means. Something's coming. Um, and it seems like it's going to hold true to what the rumors have been saying that we might be looking at an October release. I guess maybe it could be November. I'm not sure. Regardless, day three slash finale slash whatever it's supposed to be called is on its way. Um, so this will be the last episode until then. And we will be covering my favorite member in Red Velvet. And that is Sulgi. Um, pretty much going to be the same as every other episode. I might, you know, talk about her a little bit more just because, you know, She's my favorite, but, you know, I'll try to keep it as fair as possible. Um, but yeah, uh, without, you know, dragging this out unnecessarily, uh, let's just get into it. So, our beloved Sulgi, her real name is Kang Silgi, with a hyphen in between the L and the G. Um, so that obviously shows where she got her stage name from. Um, I think I saw on a site somewhere that she almost had like a totally different stage name, but I'm glad they kind of stuck with, first of all, I'd like, I'm glad they stuck with Sulky cause it's, it sounds unique and it's a very cool name in my opinion. And then it's also her legal name just pushed together. So, um, she was born on February 10th, 1994, making her 25 or I think 26 in their age, uh, method, I guess the way they, they do ages. Um, and she was born in Asan, South Korea. Um, she attended uh, the School of Performing Arts in Seoul, which, as far as I know, I think is a is a pretty prestigious school. Um, I mean, granted, it's a performing arts school. Like I, I don't know any performing arts school that's not prestigious. Um, she began training with SM Entertainment in two thousand seven after getting in um, during a public audition, and. On December 2nd, 2013, she was one of the first trainees, one of the first, I think it said three, trainees uh, introduced through the SM Rookies, which we've talked about with pretty much every other member for the most part. Um, and really the only the only thing of note, for real, for real, that she did before she debuted with Red Velvet um, in August of 2015 was that she, uh, or 2014, yeah, it was 2014, my bad, um, the only thing that she really did was that she uh, she was featured in a song and the video for Henry Lau's Butterfly. Um, I'm not quite sure who that is, but, you know, obviously she had a bright future already from the start because she was already featuring in a song and a video for 
a solo K-pop artist before she even made her debut. So yeah, um, as far as her non-red velvet oriented ventures go, um, really, like I, I mean, I'm not gonna say there wasn't anything to note, but pretty much all of her stuff outside of red velvet is much like Wendy's. She's just featured in a ton of songs, um. And like Wendy, you know, it's it's a mix of songs that duets that she's done with just Wendy, songs that she's done herself for shows and stuff, um, features on other people's stuff. Um, obviously, the most notable of those being her um, collaboration with Moonbile on Selfish, which I love to death. Um, her collaboration with uh, three other female K-pop idols in Wow Thing. Um, I think those are the two most notable ones, um, but she has some others. Uh, also like Wendy, she, uh, she was a part of, um, their, uh, mass Singer show. And I don't remember how well she did. Um, and I think she was on it well after Wendy. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure. Cause the, the side I was looking on didn't really tell me and didn't really specify that, but I'm pretty sure she was on it after Wendy. Um, like in a different season. So, yeah, I didn't, I you know, with Wendy and Sulky, I didn't want to write down, like, all these songs and just read them off in a list. Um, I thought I would just kind of summarize it and just make it known that they both were very heavy into, like, just collaborations and singles and stuff uh, outside of Red Velvet and still are. Um, and just thought I would note a, a few of the biggest ones. So, sorry if, you know, you would like to know more songs that she's done. Um, but that information is really easy to find. Um, no, I have, I, I, after doing episodes for each individual member, I now realize I have, um, songs I need to go listen to because they featured Red Velvet and I've never heard of these songs or didn't know Red Velvet was on them or a member of Red Velvet rather. So yeah, um, that's pretty much it for her like bio early life, I guess, career section portion of this podcast. Um, and that's going to take us to what I think her best single and best video is. Now, the thing about this is, much like Wendy, this was very hard to choose because arguably Wendy and Sogi are the most prominent members of the group, um, be it vocally and visually. Um, I guess less so visually, but more so vocally for sure. Um, so... You know, it makes it really difficult to have to go through all, all the songs that, or not all the songs, but all the singles that they've done and all the videos they've done and really decide what I feel like was their best performance on both. Um, but, you know, I, I do it anyway because I want this to be thorough and I want to, you know, give every member, you know, a fair, I guess, look over and, and really give my genuine opinion on what I thought they did best in or what song I think they did best in or what video I did think they did best in. So it just so happens that Sogi's and Wendy's were the hardest by far. Um, so as far as single goes, um, Sogi typically, at least as of, I mean, at least as of late when they've started to distance themselves away more from rap oriented, uh, breakdowns or bridges, whatever you want to call it. Um, and rap oriented portions of the songs, you know, really it's been a lot of Sogi and Wendy, kind of taking over a like a, a really difficult or high skill singing part um 
And so it was, you know, much like Wendy, it was very hard to pick what was Soki's best single just because, you know, as of more as of more as of more recent releases and stuff, she's you know, she's had a lot of vocal lines and and a good bit of their songs. Um, her and Wendy typically carry the load in terms of like how many lines they have and stuff. With Joy usually following close behind. Um. So it was it was hard to really decide which one was the best, and I even came up with a best single, and then two honorable mentions because I couldn't really decide between these two. Um. So, her best single to me in terms of vocals it's gonna have to be bad boy um i know that i previously mentioned that bad using bad boy for like best single or best video is almost somewhat of a cop-out because you could say that that was every member's best like era in general um just because of how much it shocked and stunned us and everything but even given that it's just like I mean, not only does she have the most lines, from what I remember, I think I, I think the video I watched said that you know out of, out of everybody's line distribution, she had the highest amount of lines and the highest amount of vocals. But on top of that, she just really nails the mood of the song with the tone of her voice. Like it's obviously meant to be a more sensual, sultry type song. Um, I guess is the best way to put it. And she really like she really just kind of nails that with her vocals. And she, I think you know, obviously her and Wendy being the two uh vocalists in the group are obviously gonna you know have that trait where they just they sound the best but for her to really just nail the sound and really match the tone of the music that they're singing on i thought was really good and i thought that that stood out more than a lot of other songs so i was really you know that was in my opinion that was her best song um so then the two honorable mentions are two very different songs, but, um, I mean, that's kind of, that's part of why it was so hard to make this decision between the two and why I just put them both in there because they both kind of showcase different things. Um, I said her two honorable mentions in terms of best single were Zimzala Bim and, where is it? I can't, sorry, I can't see my notepad very well. Okay, Automatic. Um, and like I said, two totally different songs, but. Zimzala Bim, she really, um, I don't know, Zimzala Bim obviously is not, I mean, it's, you know, it's it's still a song, it's still vocal heavy, but it's very, like, how do I say this, um, it's one of those songs that is carried more so by the music as opposed to the vocals, so because of that, I felt like you know, it'd be kind of hard to make this one of her best singles, hence why it didn't get the top spot. But if you really listen to it and really listen to her parts, and then especially the the bridge where um, um, a few different people have like just like a solo singing part that's ended out by Wendy, I think Solgi does really good. Um, I think her vocals throughout the rest of the song have have very high energy. Um, they just they sound. They, they, Solgi is very good at matching the song and Wendy is too but I think Solgi might be a little bit better in that I think that's the one like vocal trait that Solgi kind of beats Wendy in is that she is really good at matching the tone of the song like to a T um and so I felt like in Zim's Alabama she was very good at uh just really matching the high energy um of the song in general so I thought that was honorable mention but then on the other side of the like song spectrum 
you have the much slower and softer R&B oriented automatic. And I thought she did amazing in that because for one, I didn't realize how much of that she sings um, over everyone else. But not only that, but just again, her voice, she just, she, she sounds very good. She is able, she's really good at, at doing that kind of like deeper, um, more sensual tone of voice. And I think that she did it really well on automatic. Um, she, I'm not going to say she carries a song. Her, I mean, her and Wendy carry the song. But um, I feel like that that's a song where she actually might have done a little bit better than Wendy. Um, again, not, I mean, I, I wish I had more descriptors as to why I felt that these songs were Sophie's best songs. But it really just comes down to just her tone of voice and really just how well she can match the song itself. Um, which I guess is why she's one of the two vocalists in the group um so yeah bad boy number one and then zim's album and automatic tied for honorable mention for best single um so now best video which was the fun part um because then i just get to go through all of red Velvet's videos and just watch sulgy so um this one was also difficult i would argue this is more difficult because She's the main dancer in the group, so she's typically going to be, like, front and center for a lot of the video. Well, okay, let me rephrase it. Let me not say a lot of the video, but at least a lot of the choreograph parts of the videos. Um, where it's less of them standing around on a set or something. It's more of them just doing the choreography for the song in whatever outfits they're wearing in front of whatever set piece they're on. Um, and, you know, Red Velvet's videos have typically been very good at including a good amount of just bare video and then a good amount of choreography. So, it's not like I had to, like, skit. It's not like I had to really search through each video to really find moments where Sulky got to stand out because they or the videos are oriented to where she kind of stands out at some point in every video. So, I would argue this was significantly more difficult than the single. Um, but... Ultimately, when it came down to it, um, I said that Zimzalabim was her best video. And that answer is going to be a little bit deeper than why I thought that that was one of her best songs. So, um, as far as Zimzalabim goes, um, I really felt like, for one, her costume uh, choices were pretty good. Um, they had some interesting costume choices in a lot of Zimzalabim, but I think that Solgis were pretty, pretty well done, pretty well thought out. Um, I thought that, you know, she looked very well put together in the video, um, even in all the different costumes and stuff that they wore or outfits, whatever you want to call it. Um, so there's that. Um, I really liked the way her hair was done. That kind of like jet black with the bangs and everything. Um. Even when they modified it a couple times in a video in different scenes, it still looked really good. Um, it looked really well done, and it just looked good on her. Um, and also, the Zimzalbim choreography. There are some parts of the choreography that... And I mean, Irina, Irina tested to this at some point while they were doing the Zimzalbim, like promotional stuff. But a lot of the Zimzalbim choreography seems to be very high difficulty. Um at least compared to, you know, music or choreography they usually do. So I think that Solgi really flourished in that because she is the best dancer in the group. Um, 
let me say arguably best dancer in her group because I don't want to upset anybody, but she is. Um, but because of how hard the dance was and how difficult it looked, at least, um, I think Sulky did a really good job of just really owning it and making it look good. And also, a lot of the choreography is very kind of intense and in your face, especially during the last chorus of during the last chorus of Zimzalabim. Um, where they're just saying Zimzalabim, um, there's like a hand motion where it like, they're like turned sideways and are like looking at the camera and they kind of drive their hand in like a U motion and kind of like put a hand up to the, the camera and kind of flick it. And it, when it's done smoothly and, uh, coercively, I guess, or concisely, I don't know what the word to use there is, but when it's done you know, right, when it's done the right way, it looks really clean and looks just really, it's got a lot of attitude to it and it's got a lot of um, just confidence to it. The move is just very in your face and Sogi is the front member that the camera's focused on when that happens and it's just, the way she does it is just damn near perfect. Um, not to say none of the other members could have been in the front for that moment and made it look good too, but I think Sogi did it best. Um... So, yeah, you know, numerous reasons why I feel like Zimzalbe was her best video. Um, I was kind of surprised that it was a more recent video. But, I mean, when it came down to it, that's what I picked. And I had quite a few reasons for doing so. And so, the follow-up for best video. Um, kind of cheating a little bit. I mean, it's not cheating, but it's kind of not fair in a sense. Um, I said her best video was definitely... Um, or not her best video, sorry. The honorable mention for best video was um, Ice Cream Cake. And that's only because that's basically when that's basically when I decided that Sulky was my bias. Um, because if you know how I got into Red Velvet, you know, I, I, started, I started listening to K-pop in general. And I started to like it. And then I just randomly discovered Dum Dum by Red Velvet. But at the time that I discovered it, I had listened to it and... Thought it was great and all, and wanted more, but it wasn't until a little bit later that I realized that they had done a lot of music. Not a lot, but they had done music before that. Because um, I would heard, heard that Red Velvet was a new group, but I didn't realize that they had already been out for a hot minute. So, listened to Dum Dum, went back after a while, listened to Happiness, Be Natural, um, Ice Cream Cake, that whole album and stuff. And then The Red came out, and then I continued from there. So, I watched Dum Dum. I liked all the members. I thought they were, you know, all very pretty. I thought they were all very talented. I was like, they're all really good singers. They're all good dancers. They're really good at this. Um, and so I hadn't picked a bias, and it wasn't until later that I found out that that was a thing where, you know, you pick a, a favorite member and you just kind of stand that member. So when I watched Ice Cream Cake, I think I watched, let me think. I watched Dum Dum, and then I think I went to the beginning. So I'm pretty sure I did Dum Dum and then Happiness and then Be Natural and then Ice Cream Cake and then that album. So through Dum Dum, Happiness, and Be Natural, I hadn't picked a bias. And it almost felt unfair to pick one off the first two videos because Yeri wasn't even a member yet. So um, it wasn't until Ice Cream Cake that I really made a decision. And despite everyone having damn near the same hair color with the exception of Joy um, and I think Irene... Um, I was like, all right, I'm going to pick right here. This is where I'm going to decide my bias. And 
I don't know what it was about Sogi. I think it was just um, the confidence she carried. Um, she had those colored contacts, which always fuck with me. Hell, I'm still stuck on Irene in the Oompa Oompa uh, promotional stuff because of her contacts and stuff. Like, I don't know. I guess, like, oddly colored eyes or brightly colored eyes really, like, gets to me because it's just, like, a piercing look. Um, and then also the fact that at the time, I didn't know what monolids was, but that her eyelids looked different from everyone else's. Um, and I found out she had monolids and that she even... There's even a, a surgery to have them changed that's, like, really easy and a ton of people do it. But she wanted to keep it because she thinks that, that you know, she sees it as a very unique trait about her. And it is. And, and I had nothing but respect for her for keeping it. So, I think just that, just the cutesiness of her in the video with how the video in general like i really loved the ice cream cake video and song when i first heard it and saw it so like i said it's not cheating to pick this but it's it's heavily biased um if i if you know i didn't have that bias towards ice cream cake i probably would have ended up picking um i, I hate to say it but bad boy like um like i said that's kind of a cop out so I guess if you take away Bad Boy, I'd, I'd probably say I'd probably say Power Up. Um, she was really good in Power Up. Um, that's, yeah, it's really the only other song I could really think of, or uh, video I could think of that, you know, might compete with that. But regardless, I want ice cream cake. I have my reasons. I'm sure everyone out there has a different video they would pick and has different reasons, so I'm totally fine with that. Um, so yeah, that's best single and best video um and now for the final portion which is where i talk about what i think the person brings to the group and what i'm most excited about them in the future i guess it's kind of an odd way to word that um as far as what sulky brings to the group um and it shouldn't be much of a surprise to anyone that follows red velvet i said that she brings good dancing skills obviously because she's the main dancer but more importantly a tremendous stage presence so what i mean by that specifically um is that obviously sogi is one of the main visuals of the group she's the best dancer she's just you know she just has that appeal to her she has a look to her um she's very eye-catching with her movements and just with how you know she pulls off like just certain dance techniques and stuff um, and just the car the confidence she carries and stuff. And I think all of this goes into her having a great stage presence. Um, so one of those people that's kind of hard not to look at when she's on stage because she just is very eye-catching. Um, like I said, she, she does moves damn near perfectly. Um, she does them and make them look... She does them and makes them look easy. Uh, she does them with... A, large amount of confidence and just almost almost a slight arrogance to her and not you know not saying that in a bad way but you know she just just something about her just really makes her pop on stage and draws attention to her and you may think that you know oh that sounds like a bad thing if she's in a group and she's drawing attention to herself but i feel like in a group there needs to be at least one person that is like that because if there isn't then the rest of the group can come off as boring now I'm not saying anyone else in the group is boring. I'm not saying anybody else in the group couldn't carry that role. I just feel like Sogi does it best. And Sogi does it, I guess, the most efficiently. 
because she's already used to that. She's already like that. Um, I feel like anyone else in the group, you'd have to teach them to kind of have the kind of swagger and confidence that Sulky carries around with her on stage. Um, but obviously with her, they had to teach that, but they did it at a young age and it was engraved into her. Um, I actually saw where, I don't know how true this is, but I saw where Sulky is super heavy into dancing and stuff because at one point while she was a trainee, there was a point where her voice, I guess she like lost her voice or something was going on with her voice and she really couldn't sing very well for a while. And she just, while she couldn't work with work on her voice, she just heavily focused on dancing and she just really got into it. And then it just kind of carried from there. Um, again, I don't know how true that is. I'm pretty sure I got that from Wikipedia, so that could be a lie, but it would make sense. Um, Cause it would make that would make sense as to why she has a good voice, but also is an amazing dancer. Because at one point her voice didn't work, so she said, "All right, well, I'm just gonna focus on the other big thing about being an idol, and that's dancing." And it really just kind of took over from there. So, like I said, um, it's not that I don't think anyone else in the group could do it. I just think she does it best, and I would. I just think that she is the best at it um, for whatever reason that may be. Um, the same same thing with Wendy. Wendy started singing, Wendy has been interested in singing since she was, what, six? Something like that? So, it's no surprise that she's the best singer in the group. So, same thing goes with Sogi and dancing. Like, it's no surprise that Sogi's the best dancer in the group and has the best stage presence. So, that's my opinion, the most important thing she brings to the group. Um, as far as what I'm most excited about from her future, uh, believe it or not, much like Irene, I said her brand deals and, like, her social media presence and stuff, um... Sogi is very, I feel like she's a good mix on social media, and by social media I mean her Instagram and stuff, um, and like the pictures she uploads for like Converse and different brands and everything. Sogi is very, she has a good mix of charisma and like model-esque qualities, and what I mean by that is she'll have pictures, or she'll have sets of pictures like, she'll upload an Instagram post with, like, multiple pictures on it. And she'll have some pictures where she's trying to look serious or she, like, looks out the window and she's trying to, like, give off that model vibe. And there's, like, filters on the picture and it's, like, in black and white and she's sitting a certain way or trying to model a certain thing that she's wearing or something like that. But then she has pictures where she's just, like, goofing around and laughing and joking and just, like, smiling hugely into the camera. And I think that that's probably part of her appeal for all these brands is that she can do this serious model type look and really just show off whatever it is that you're, whatever it is the company's trying to promote. But at the same time, she also can seem very personable and very down to earth um, in her pictures and in her posts and stuff. So I think brands really like that. And I think that's why she's got this deal with Converse now. That's why she, uh, what was it during the during the World Cup during the most recent World Cup, um, the one last year, she um, was in the Korean promotional pictures for the the Nike promotional pictures for the Korean national team, um, where she was modeling like the jersey and had like the Korean flag and stuff. So I'm kind of excited to see like what other brands you know reach out to her, what else she does, and just you know how big she gets on social media um, because she seems to really like just taking pictures of herself and there's nothing wrong with that I, I think it's kind of funny um so it's just kind of cool seeing you know 
what all she can do with that and where all that can go and who knows potentially you know she might end up being a, a model on the side while also being a k-pop idol or there might be something she chooses to do after she's done singing and stuff so i'm excited for that honestly um i'm very curious and i'm just excited to see her social media presence just continue to grow so I don't know, I felt like that was kind of a lame thing to expect, but that's honestly what I'm most excited for. Um, so yeah, that is our beloved Solgi, my favorite member by far. Um, I keep saying by far, like I don't get bias wrecked on a, on a semi-consistent basis. Um, hell, Yeri had me fucked up with those pictures of her with the pink hair. I was like, um, okay, relax. Like, So yeah, that does it. For not only this episode, but for the moment, for this podcast. Um, I don't really have anything else to add. I'm really just trying to talk to extend this to at least 30 minutes, so it's not a super short episode. Um, but no, for real. Um, I really want to thank all of you who have joined me on this journey. Um, you know, this was really a leap of faith for me. I basically told myself, hey, people have told me I have a nice voice. I like to talk a lot. Probably talk too much. And I love Red Velvet, so why not combine these things and do a podcast? Podcasts seem to be the way to go nowadays. So I gave it a try, and I got significantly more support than I ever thought I would. Um, I actually just, you know what, let me let me check it again. I checked Podbean a couple days ago, but let me check it one more time just to get, like, the most recent numbers I can give you. Um, let's go, let's go. Why is it taking so long to load? Okay. So, as of right this moment when I'm recording this, my podcast on Podbean across all episodes has over, has over I'm just going to give you an exact amount, has 517 downloads. That's crazy to me. I know that there's, like, huge podcasts out there that get thousands by the day. But, like, that's big. Like, I, I, if you asked me when I first started this, if you asked me after I did that very first episode how many, like, downloads I expected to get um, across all my episodes when I was finally done, I would probably say somewhere in, like, the 100 to 200 range. I don't even know if I say 200, like, 100 150. Um... I guess based around, I guess that would change based on however many episodes I thought I was going to put out. But still, I didn't expect it to go this far. Um, I didn't expect this much support. I didn't expect, you know, people to really be this interested in it. I mean, obviously, there's a whole subreddit of people that just talk about Red Velvet on there. But, like, I didn't expect, you know, too many people on there to listen. Um, I didn't expect too many people of my, too many of my real life friends to listen because, in real life, I don't really know anybody that likes K-pop the way I do. Some people are like, oh, yeah, no, it's kind of cool. Or, oh, yeah, no, I heard that one BTS song. Um, but besides that, I really don't, I don't really know personally uh, hardly any, like, not diehard K-pop fans, but just, like, ones that, like, actively track K-pop like they do other kinds of music. So, I want to thank everyone that supported me, regardless of how you found this. Um, I just want to thank you all and it's it's been fun um i know i took a long hiatus there for a while but wow voice crack cool i just kind of ruined the moment all right now i'm just kind of mad anyway 
uh, thank everybody that I just want to thank everybody that came on the journey with me and uh, has been listening. Whether you have listened to every episode or you just listened to a couple, regardless, I really appreciate it. Um, and yeah, I don't really know what else to add. Um, I've never had to do something like this before, so <laughs> I think that's pretty much it. Um, oh, as far as a new podcast, I am still planning on doing another K-pop podcast. I will do it separate from this one. Um, because honestly, Red Velvet is the only group in K-pop I've listened to consistently. I've heard a song here and there from other groups. Um, and even initially I was going to do, uh, reviews of, uh, albums that I hadn't listened to before as part of this podcast, but I decided to just scratch that. Um, the one time I thought about doing it, it didn't really kind of, it really didn't go anywhere. Um, so I was like, I'm just going to save that for a totally different podcast. And I'm basically just going to introduce it as I'm already a diehard Red Velvet fan, but I don't listen to other kinds of K-pop. So I'm going to, you know, actively give my first reviews on different albums, whether they be new or old from different groups, new and old, just whatever, really whatever I find that people say is good. Um, that's worth listening to so yeah i don't know when i'm gonna start that um probably probably pretty soon but um, not next week i i have a ton of planning to do on that um there's a couple of people in the like internet k-pop world that i kind of want to talk to first or reach out to um see if i get any advice or any help or anything um regarding what i'm gonna do for it so it's, it's, it's still in the planning stages. I know I've been saying that on this podcast a lot that I've been trying to plan that, but you know, I'm not quite done yet. Um, and I didn't want to take too much focus off of the rebel overview. So yeah, I'm sure I'll have more information about what I'm gonna do for that one. By the time red velvet dropped their new, their, uh, next promotion or their next album, which will, like I said, probably either be sometime in October or maybe early November. Um, anyway, I'm done holding you guys up. I love you guys. Thank you, everyone that's listened. Uh, please continue to spread the word. Um, I would still like to see people coming and listening to these, even after I stop uploading them frequently. So, tell your friends, tell everybody, tell anybody that might be interested in K-pop, even if they don't know what it is, just, you know, ask them about it. Say, hey, there's a cool little podcast out there that talks about one of the most popular groups and, you know, really, like, breaks down different songs and stuff so but anyway i appreciate your support i really do um i hope you all have a wonderful day weekend rest of your week whatever it may be um i really 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 appreciate all of you for listening um and i hope that you will join me when i eventually get around to my next podcast because you guys listening to this one is building gonna base my audience off of for the next one and you guys are really gonna set the foundation so appreciate it i love you i'm gonna stop this before i get emotional um i'm out have fun keep an eye out for red velvet's next project because that is the next time you will be hearing this so love you peace